you are now about to experience the revive effect. I'm your host, Matt Celestio, and if you want to learn to master your mind, get the body you want, and create the life you've always wanted to live, you are in the right place. At Revive, my mission is to create a better way of living for our generation by challenging the current ways we live every day. And in each episode, I bring you a radically different approach to fat loss, a fresh perspective on life, and a new way of living to help you get to where you truly want to be in life. So kick back and let's jump into it. Welcome to The Revive Effect. Have you been feeling or have ever felt like you're, you're so much in your head wondering why you just can't feel happiness? Almost like nothing excites you anymore, even if it's supposed to be completely fun. You feel like the world is out to just get you. You can't catch a break. It's like you're stuck. And lastly, you know, those limiting beliefs and that negative inner voice, it just seems to be coming louder and louder day after day. And you want to feel powerful, in control of your life, energetically lighter. You want to wake up where you feel excited and energized to take on your day. Your goals and dreams, your desires, they flow to you effortlessly. And most importantly, you finally feel what true happiness feels like. Now, today you and I are going to have a conversation around how you can make this your new reality. How you can become happier even when you feel stuck, tired, and powerless. And that's the exact predicament I've been dealing with this week and over the last little couple months. And I've been trying to work through it. So my intention today around this episode is to bring you some insights and some clarity as to why you're feeling this way and how to get out of it. So welcome back to the podcast, The Revive Effect. I'm your host, Matt Celestio. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful I get to share this experience and conversation with you because today is a special episode, right? It's not the normal video version that we do. I'm actually recording this during my Think Week. So I want to say a big thank you to my Zia and Zio uh, for lending me their Blue Mountain home. I'm overlooking the mountains right now. The sunset is going down. It's about 8 p.m. And I'm just grateful to be doing this podcast, sharing these insights, and again, working through and navigating what I believe is one of the biggest problems of our generation, which is this aspect of mental health. Now, I said Think Week, and I really came to this notion that I needed to take a break. I needed to pause my life, take a while to think think through exactly why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling, why I'm doing the things I'm doing, and why I feel so stuck and stagnant in life. And I really needed to gain clarity and some insight as to why I've been feeling like this as well, like you might be feeling right now. Like for me personally, I felt very drained energetically, very negative, pessimistic. Again, like I said, I was stagnant in my life and in my business. And I'm hoping the conversation today that we share today will allow you to walk away with some answers for yourself and arm yourself with some tactics and advice that you can implement in your life to unlock your inner and true happiness that you felt has maybe been lacking or has been completely non-existent lately. Now, we so often go through our busy lives feeling stuck and powerless and unhappy, yet we never pause to ask, why? Why are we feeling this way? We never think as a generation anymore. Right, We're always so go, 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 hustle and bustle, distraction, 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 that we never get a chance to sit with our own thoughts and clarify, you know, what am I doing well in my life and what am I doing mm, not so great in my life? And, you know, essentially in our generation, we've eradicated this need for solitude, for introspection, this time with ourselves, to be with ourselves. 
And I believe this is why we're so unhappy and we're so tired and we feel so stuck in life is because of this reason right here. We're so disconnected from ourselves. We don't even know who we are anymore, right? We're not living the lives we want to. You know, the lives that we set out and we dreamed of when we were kids or maybe even just last week, but you've lost that momentum and fire. It's so easy to become lost in life's temptations and daily distractions to get derailed from exactly where we want to go in life, how we want to show up in the world and who we truly want to be. And that was my intention this week. Again, to come here, be by myself with no phone, no distraction. I've been doing lots of yoga and meditation and reading and thinking to gain just immense clarity on this. Connect back with myself, align with my values and define how I truly want to show up in the world. So throughout our episode together, I also want to mention that this is a special episode for another big reason, right? The insights and the wisdom and the breakthroughs that you and I are about to talk about are a culmination of my most recent thoughts and experiences and incredible conversations with amazing people I hold so closely in my life that have helped me navigate this time. They've given me such incredible advice that has helped me really go through everything I'm feeling, understand why I'm why I am the way I am and how to kind of get myself out of it. So again, I hope these conversations and the insights, they help you out immensely just as they have for me. So if you're one of these people in my life that we just spoke about and you're listening right now, I would have sent you this episode personally. So I want to say a big thank you to my boys, Mahib, Giuliano, Creighton, my brother, Jordan, my dad. And I want to say thank you to the incredible women that I've had conversations with over the last few weeks. So Anna, Haley, Jasmine, and my mom, thank you for your powerful insights and advice and perspectives that, again, help me go through this tough time. And hopefully, again, the insights we share today from our conversations will help our beautiful listeners. Now, one of the biggest things about my Think Week, I have brought a stack, a stack of books for inspiration and wisdom. And one author that has stood out time and time again in my life, uh, who's really helped me just I needed when I needed his books the most, they always came to me at the right time. So a big shout out to Robin Sharma. Thank you for the work that you do, the empowering, powerful work that you do. And thank you for all of the great material that you have left on the pages of your books. They've truly helped me immensely in my life. And I know so many millions of others. So thank you again for helping me through this difficult time. Now, at any point, if this podcast resonates with you or someone you know who really needs to hear this conversation, please share it with them in hopes that it's the pick-me-up and the words that they need to hear most at this point in their life. Now, I really wanted to open up and be vulnerable around this topic of mental health because I know a lot of people are experiencing this. They're experiencing what I've just gone through in terms of unhappiness and stress, maybe a little anxiety, maybe a little bit of depression in there. And if I can provide any sort of connection for these people, or for you, if you're going through this right now, how can I not do that? We're all going through the same thing. And it's so much easier if we all just have a healthy conversation around it. So I think this is the ultimate way to connect today. So I hope that you're going to put your phone away, put your distractions away, and really just be present in our conversation today. So you can determine how you can become happier, even when you feel stuck, tired, and powerless. All right, let's dive into it. All right, so lately I've been feeling really out of it, right? Drained, I'm tired, I'm unmotivated, life has kind of lost its spark. And these were kind of the thoughts that I've had over the last, I'd probably say two months. And it all seemed to happen out of nowhere, just out of thin air. And I asked myself, you know, why? Why do I feel this way? Is it food? Is it sleep? Is it stress? What about work? And the answer, 
is yes, but to an extent. So often, you know, work, it can be very stressful. I understand that. Food, if you're not feeding your body the right foods, yeah, you can't feel that great. However, there's a big underlying factor that we so often neglect as a society. And that is that I was letting external factors in my life dictate my mood, my happiness, and my energy. Let me explain. So lately, I've been feeling like my life and my company is at a standstill, right? It's stuck or stagnant in both areas of it. And, you know, there hasn't been much progress or I guess kind of any new manifestations that I would hope to bring or, you know, visualize my myself in my life and revive, you know, coming to fruition. And because of this, I feel I've gotten into this really big scarcity mindset. I've been so caught up in the numbers, the likes, the shares, the sales, so often that I've actually felt I've lost sight of Revive. I've lost sight of the message and the why behind why I do what I do, why I started Revive in the first place, which was to create a better way of living for our generation. I truly wanted to give people the control and power back over their health and over their life. And instead of putting out content that mirrored that message and mirrored that inspiration and service, it's like I'm just putting out content to get a sale or to get a like or to get a follow. And personally, I feel there's been a big disconnect between my content and my audience. And I, I bet, I can almost bet money on it, my audience has felt the same way. And throughout this scarcity-driven mindset, right, I've, I've tried so many different things to acquire that sale. You know, I've tried podcasting, social media, emailing, working with ad agencies. There's YouTube. I'm learning like crazy. And I'm always trying another strategy just in hopes that it will bring me sales, bring, bring me some profits, bring me more success, more accolades. And this really got me to think because when I took a step back and I invite you to do the same, if you're in this kind of scarcity driven mindset, trying all these things to achieve a result, take that step back and understand why, what does this relate to you? How does it relate to you? And in terms of me personally, I've found that I am working with people who are struggling dieters right? They're trying all these different things. They're trying all these different plans, right? They're reading a bunch of blogs. They're trying a bunch of different tactics. They have the shiny object syndrome bouncing from plan to plan just in hopes they'll get a result. They'll lose the weight. They can finally feel confident again. And that's where I really found that I'm the struggling dieter, not in terms of dieting per se, but in terms of coming from that scarcity, lack driven mentality to in order to get something, in order to get a result. And I talk about this all the time, the lean dieter or the lean figure versus the heavy figure. Somebody who is heavy comes at nutrition and health from a, a scarcity driven mindset in terms of, you know, can I eat this food? Is it going to make me too bloated and puffy? Ooh, can I have carbs? It's going to make me fat again. That's the scarcity driven mindset. And when you shift your mindset into more of a lean figure, somebody who is more lean, you ask different questions. You start asking, you know, how can food upgrade my body? How can I eat to fuel my performance and longevity and energize me? And you see, it's a very simple shift in the way that you act and the way that you talk. And again, can yield very different results. Now for me, where, this is where I found for me personally, instead of you know asking, how can I make more sales? Again, from the scarcity driven mindset, I started to ask, how can I provide more value for my audience? How can I provide more value for my audience? What do they need to hear right now? And that's when I'm coming at it from the abundance mindset, right? I'm not doing things in order to achieve a result. I'm doing things in order to serve, in order to help, in order to live up to my true mission and why for why I started Revive. 
And this, and we so often, we get so stuck in our heads and we're not centered and aligned with our purpose anymore, right? We're not doing things from a place of love and abundance and inspiration. We're doing things to avoid experience feelings that we don't want to. So like we talked about the scarcity-driven mindset, just as you ask questions from that place of scarcity, we also ask questions and take action to avoid resurfacing painful feelings or negative beliefs. Okay, let me say that one more time. Just as we ask questions and take action from a place of scarcity, we also ask questions and take action to avoid resurfacing painful feelings or negative beliefs. Now, let me give you an example. Let's put this into the real world. How does this play out? So let's say you're somebody who is lonely, okay? You'll do everything you can to get a girlfriend or boyfriend, right? I'm lonely. I have a boyfriend now. Not lonely anymore, right? Partner covers up that root problem of loneliness. And we do this at an unconscious level. We just know that we're lonely and our body and mind makes us seek out something to kind of ease that burden. We don't want to feel that pain. Now, when you invite this other person in, if you're somebody who's lonely, it's just a smoke screen for the root problem that you had. And now you've compounded the problem by doing everything in your power to keep them. Right? And you start asking questions again from that scarcity-driven mindset. What do I need to do to keep you? What do I need to be? Who do I need to be to keep you? You know, I could be anything you want. Just please don't leave me. You see, it's very different. It's a very different approach. You're actually changing your actions and your beliefs, and you're even changing your identity in order to mask your root feelings of loneliness. Ah, I know, right? That is absolutely insane. Now, this, this whole approach to the scarcity-driven mindset, this is what can contribute to our brain fog, our limiting beliefs, and anxiety, and depression. And why? Why, why does it contribute to this? And we're not doing things we want. We're doing things we think we need to do in order to avoid feeling that inner pain. And the disconnect we create here is why we feel so tired and foggy and uninspired. We're not dealing with our authentic selves and trying to live up to the superficial version of ourselves in order to please the other person or please your boss or your mom or to avoid feeling those pains of insecurity, uh, loneliness, uh, unworthiness and it goes it goes a layer deeper and if you're if you're resonating with this message right now and you're thinking about where this avenue might uh, be in your life it's something to certainly pay attention to and understand how can you shift your mentality from your current actions of a scarcity driven mindset or scarcity driven actions and more into a place of abundance you shift it so again with this relationship example instead of saying you know what do i need to be to keep you who do i need to be to keep you what do i need to do to keep you you can start asking, you know what? I want to be in a relationship because I find the other person interesting. I feel I can enhance this person's life by being in it. And you come to the table without this lack mentality. You come to the table with something to give rather than take and mask. And as soon as you shift this mindset, I'm telling you, the energetic shift that you will feel in your body, in your lightness, in your mood, in your energy, in your emotions is going to feel like night and day. Now, like we just spoke about, I've experienced this exactly, okay? Instead of being an advocate for health and a true driver for change and service and environmentalism and, you know, progression for our generation, I became a businessman, right? I was so full of wonder and optimism at the beginning of Revive, but lately I've become, again, obsessed with the numbers, analytics, campaign performance, and I'm not asking, you know, how is my audience feeling lately? What do they need help with most of this time? Am I creating content I truly wish to say, like our episode today, 
or am I just putting out content to keep up with likes and shares and just just to be famous? Again, scarcity driven versus abundance mindset. This is very, very unique in terms of how you operate your life. Now, Ariana Huffington, she writes in her book, this is taken right out of the pages of her book, Thrive. Going viral has gone viral and is taken to be a big sign of success independently of the value of the thing going viral. But very rarely do you hear anyone discussing the value of the story that they so badly want to go viral, right? In other words, people don't care about the message as long as they just get famous in the process, right? They just want to be famous, which is why I truly ask myself, do I truly want to be a world-renowned businessman with lots of fans, lots of awards and accolades? Do I really want to blow up on social media? Do I really want my program to go global? Or do I just want to feel accepted? Do I just want to be part of a community? Right? It's it's a very simple, very root cause answer. And my answer was the latter. I, I wanted to feel accepted. I wanted to feel part of a community. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. You will always feel lonely. You will always feel insecure. You will always feel unhappy if you are constantly seeking external things to mask that feeling or to give you a false sense of control around that feeling. Until you feel certain of yourself, until you feel happy first, until you feel until you feel that you are not lonely by yourself, you will always feel those emotions. So for me, in my case, until I accept myself and love myself right now, it won't matter how much money, followers, or success I attain, right? Until we disconnect and we clarify our root causes and deal with those feelings, deal with those emotions, we will always feel this way. Now, I've clarified, I don't want to do Revive strictly to get rich. I truly want to create a better way of living for our generation. I want to teach people how to call back their health in a society that tries to make people sick. I want to have such insightful conversations with others and truly spread a message that can change someone's life in the way that so many other great people before me have helped change mine. Now you can see the, the stark difference between these two conclusions. Again, one comes from scarcity and one comes from abundance. Right? So just to give you another example, let's go right back to our relationship example. You shouldn't seek out a relationship because you're lonely. You should seek out a relationship because you genuinely like them and don't have a need for them to like you. You should want to talk to people because you find them interesting, not because you're looking for acceptance. Now, I invite you to just take a second and think. Maybe here or if you want to just pause this episode, really think where you are right now. Where is your life operating in a scarcity-driven mindset? And where is it operating in an abundance-driven mindset? And where can you shift your perspective in order to truly start making quantum leaps in your happiness, in your mood, in your productivity, in your life? And the answers you're looking for, sure, they might be a little painful and a little scary to uncover, but I can promise you that once you work through them in a healthy way, your potential is limitless. And by all means, you don't have to go with this alone. You can call a friend, call a parent. Go get professional help. It's it's okay to do that. And I want you to understand that in a generation that makes fun of so many people for their insecurities and their limiting beliefs that they're going through it as well. So don't, don't fear the judgment. Don't fear the ridicule from others. Get the help you need first and then help those others find their way as well. Okay, so let's move on now to this, the age of social media because I believe this is... It's prevalent in our lives. We use it every day, but we live in a generation that is on social media every single day. So we have to bring it into our conversation. Uh, And personally, I feel social media has had 
constantly a negative effect on my life in all aspects. Uh, again, topic for another day. Um, but in terms of our generation, I believe we really tie our worth to our follower account and we constantly compare ourselves to the fake reality that social media hypnotizes and pulls us into. And again, this is where we really lose sight of our true selves, our passions, our interests, our identity, as we try to fit in to this alternate reality of Instagram. Every day, we, we, know, we know it's fake, yet we buy into it every single day. Now, when we're doing this, it's so easy to get anxious and sad and lonely because we're chasing the wrong things. So again, I invite you to pause. Think for a second here. What are the things in your life that you are currently chasing that you feel isn't aligned with your goals, that isn't aligned with your values? And most importantly, this is the most important one, that isn't aligned with your happiness. Are you chasing things that truly bring you happiness? Or are you chasing things that steal your energy? Are you doing things that inspire you? Or are you chasing things that make you feel insecure? What about things that make you feel connected or things that make you feel lonely? This, all, all these answers come from a place of introspection and thinking things through. Now, personally, I discovered I was chasing all the things that stole my energy, made me feel insecure. It strengthened my limiting beliefs and negative inner self-critic. And as a result, go figure, I was constantly tired. I was unmotivated. Life almost lost its flavor. Like things didn't even excite me. There's one point I almost, I even remember going to the gym and not even enjoying it. And I love going to the gym. I love it. But again, I was chasing the likes, the profits, and the success while neglecting my true why, my passion for my company Revive, and true passion for life. Now, it's not even just business or career-wise in terms of how we lose ourselves and we get into the scarcity-driven mindset. We spend so much of our life chasing goals and businesses and careers that we forget who we are in that process. We forget to do the things that make life worth living that inspire us, that make us feel alive and happy. Now, personally, when I looked at the activities that I was doing and I listened them out to dissect my problem, that list was one line long. And you know what that one line was? Work. All I was doing was working. Sure, there was a bunch of different aspects of my business and work that I was doing, but at the end of the day, the one underlying thing was work. I was just working. Now, Go. How do you expect to become happy if you're not doing all the other things that life has to offer you and uplift you and excite you? Now, I want to bring to light a little parable that always really grounds me and centers me and helps me understand how to recenter myself in terms of how I'm operating my life. So I'm going to read it out to you verbatim right now. An old Cherokee is teaching his grandson about life. A fight is going on inside me, he said to the boy. It is a terrible fight and it is between two wolves. One is evil, he is anger, envy, sorrow, regret, greed, arrogance, self-pity, guilt, resentment, inferiority, lies, false pride, superior, superiority, and ego. Then he continued, the other is good, he is joy, peace, love, hope, serenity, humility, kindness, empathy, generosity, truth, compassion, and faith. And then he says to the boy, the same fight is going on inside of you and inside every other person too. The grandson thought about it for a minute. Then he asked his grandfather, which wolf will win? The Cherokee simply replied, the one that you feed. Mm, I know, right? That is just some wise insight for whatever time you're listening this, to this at. But this also got me thinking, and again on our topic today. Just as you can either feed the wolf that will is full of the 
inferiority and the pity and the guilt. And you can also feed the wolf that is peace and love and hope and compassion. In life, you and I and everybody else in the world, we're always feeding either the ego or the soul. You're, all, you're either feeding the ego or the soul. Now, let me elaborate. When you're feeding the ego, you are doing things like relentless work. You're chasing material goods. You're constantly scrolling social media. You're seeking distraction. You're eating bad foods or drinking absurd amounts of alcohol. You're chasing money and approval. But if you're going to feed the soul, you're doing activities that bring you joy, that bring you connection. They ground you, they uplift you, and they raise your vibration. When you feed the soul, you're doing the things that make you, you. And so often we neglect to feed that soul. We're always doing low vibe activities. We're doing work. We're scrolling social media. We're watching Netflix marathons. Sure, these things give us a quick hit of dopamine, but it's not that energizing, fulfilling feeling that we get from doing something that we truly enjoy and inspires us and lights us up. Now, I found myself, right? I never did anything to raise my vibe higher, right? Like I said, I was always working. And I remember specifically one night I was in the backyard and I was doing the outline for this literal episode that we're doing right now. And my brother came outside and he sat with me. And my brother, he's, he's a, he keeps to himself. I'm not going to lie. He does keep to himself. So when he comes and sits with you out of the blue, it's, it's a rare occasion. So now instead of continuing to do work on my laptop in his company, you know, I said, you know what? Let me put this away for a minute. Let me talk with him. Let me see why he's outside. Maybe he wants to go over something. And that night we reminisced and I laughed like I don't think I've laughed all year long. And I was feeling so good the rest of the night. And the next morning I woke up with a new energy, felt refreshed. I felt energized. And in that moment, I had to have awareness to not do the things I normally do, which is work in the presence of my family, which again feeds the ego, not the soul. When I connected with my brother and laughed and enjoyed myself, Again, I raise my vibe, something so simple, such a simple shift that we neglect so often to do. Now, this brings me to a very, very spectacular learning I picked up from Robin Sharma's book, The Everyday Hero Manifesto, and it relates so beautifully to our last point about feeding your ego or feeding your soul. Now, again, this is right out of the pages of Robin's book. He says, your ecosystem shapes your energy and your surroundings influence your performance dramatically. It all works in concert to either lift you to legendary or reduce you to ordinary. Now, Robin, thank you for this. This is such a powerful insight that you've shared with us because it really makes us think, you know, how is your environment affecting you? Think about it for a second. How is your environment affecting you? Are you filling your environment with uplifting podcasts and audiobooks, or are you doing daily Netflix marathons? People, are you filling your environment with people who are negative and pessimistic or people that give you love and encouragement? Are you eating healthy and nourishing foods or are you eating chips and candies and takeout, right? Again, again, it comes from clarifying, taking that step back and understanding, you know, how is your environment affecting you? Now, Robin later goes on to state his whole tactic of input positivity and you'll output positivity. Such a simple change we can make in our environment. But when we're so caught up in the day-to-day and the numbers and the material desires and playing keep up in the world, we get so tunnel vision and we can't even see the problematic environment we've created for ourselves, right? It's, it's so easy to just, for your environment to build up with chaos and noise and distraction, 
without taking that time to recenter, reground, realign, and recalibrate and adjust. So this this it couldn't rain more true for me because on my drive up here to Collingwood, it's beautiful two-lane roads, lots of greenery, lots of nature. I love those drives. I had my music going. And as I'm driving, my mind felt calmer, more peaceful. And I just I almost felt this connectedness to the to nature, to the universe. And I was in a good space. Now, I had to obviously get into the city to come and stay at this home. So when I got into the city, it was filled with signs and ads and restaurants and lots of people. And almost in an instant, almost within the same second, I got totally disconnected from myself. I became by, distracted by all these fancy lights and noises and the businesses that came along with the city. Saying, ooh, I should probably eat there tonight or, ooh, I should check that out. They got a deal going on there. And it just, it, it sucked me right out of my good vibe, right out of my centeredness, right out of my good, clear headspace. And I went into something that hypnotized me. It's just a, such a powerful example of how much your environment affects you and how much effect it has on your connection to yourself. Now, 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 this brings me into another point. In the same way that our environment automatically see, or pulls us out and sucks us out of our beautiful state of being, so often we can impart these distractions on ourselves. So uh, we see it all the time and we know, our, we know, it, we know ourselves best. We seek distraction in the form of drugs or alcohol, food, we're overworking ourselves, we're always being busy, Netflix, we're online shopping, so we don't have to feel and face the emotions and trauma that is holding us down, that is chaining us to this mediocre life that we settle for so we never have to feel. Feel the fear of rejection, feel the fear of failure. And you know this all comes from that fear if we try something we truly want and people laugh at us or they reject us. You know, that feeling of insecurity if you put yourself out there and ask for a girl's number. The feel, fear of failure when you start eating to lose weight and you're trying to eat healthier and start exercising, right? We never have to face these things if we're too busy to even attempt to make that leap towards conquering these things. Think about that. What are you doing and distracting yourself with to put off the true things you really, really desire in life? Let me let, 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 me let you let in on a little secret. The things that you're resisting most in life are one of two things. They are the areas where you will unlock the most growth on your journey. And you will learn a lot about yourself, develop immense skills. You will develop a mental resilience that you need to catapult you into the next stage of your life. Or the areas that you're resisting the most are the things that you want most in life. Okay, so now I invite you again. Think in the whole theme of this Think Week, I invite you to think about your environment and what fills your day and make immediate adjustments that you feel no longer serve who you are now and most importantly, who you want to become in the next little bit of your life. Now again, Robin, thank you for these incredible insights that have helped me elaborate a lot on this topic. So as a side note to all my beautiful listeners, I've left a link to Robin's books below if you're looking for material to inspire your inner self and unlock the potential you know you have. For you know, If you're looking for words that you need to hear if you're feeling low and are looking to find the spark that you need to transform your life. Now, I get no money and no partnership with Robin and his books and the links that I'm leaving below. Robin's books have just come to me at times when I needed them the most and have always pulled me out, which is why I truly wanted to share his content with you today so you can have a look and you can truly, truly make the leaps that you need in your life.
So again, take a look at take a look at those links in the show notes below. Pick yourself up a copy if you're feeling spicy. And again, I'm sending you great energy if you go route, go that route. All right, all right, all right. So now I don't know if you've noticed if you get into this state of reactivity and scarcity and limiting and negative beliefs, and then that inner voice gets really loud. I don't know if you get into these states and you realize breathing exercises and walks only help so much, right? You try doing the breathing exercises, but you're so anxious, it just pulls you right out. Or you try going on walks and your head just feels so fuzzy and you get back to your house and it's like nothing has changed. You know, what do you do in those cases? Are you stuck? Are you screwed? I find that you almost need to, if you get to that point, I feel you need to disconnect completely. You need to totally, totally, totally disconnect, purify, cleanse, do whatever you got to do. But you need to take time to recenter and reground without the external distractions and temptations that are constantly pulling you down. So for me personally, I'll give you an example. I took two weeks off of Revive. No emails, no posts, no blogs, no YouTube. I'm in my think week right now. I really needed to take the time for me, clarify what I needed to clarify understand again how I want to show up in the world now when you take this break you bring a new and better energy back to what you have left you take when you take this break listen you begin you become a new person you bring back new and better energy back to what you have left if you don't take a break and you're constantly bringing that low vibration that stuck unhappy scarcity driven fear-based energy and mentality to the table You're going to be feeling frustrated, wondering why nothing is moving forward. There's so much resistance and just dense energy that you're putting into your goals and your passions that you can't even manifest what you truly want, right? You you are in this tunnel vision kind of blindness. You can't see what's wrong. You're just doing a bunch of things, again, hoping you're going to get a result. You need to take a step back and take take a whole wide look of everything that's going on. Take that step back and see, oh, there's where I'm going wrong. Why couldn't I see that before? Because you were too close and too zoned in to even think logically and be in a receptive state to see what you needed to do. Now, is that your fault? Of course not. Here in the Western culture, you're going to find that we are way too regimented. There's no balance. We are work, work, work 24-7. If if you sleep the least, you're gonna get you're gonna get the badge of honor because at the end of the day, if you're not working, you're losing. If you're not succeeding, you're losing. And it's so easy, again, to get sucked into that mentality. There's no balance. But what I ask you today is one of the greatest insights from one of my buddies. I know you're listening right now. This is going to hit home for you. This is all about the right imbalance. The right imbalance. Now, let me elaborate on that. When we are depriving ourselves of joy and happiness in order to work because we feel we need to work or we need to succeed. We forget to go do archery that we like doing. We forget that we like to read books or paint or cook. We're putting that all on the back burner in hopes we get more success. But when you're doing that, again, you're in the tunnel vision. You're not feeding your soul. You're feeding the ego. The right imbalance is understanding when it's time to work and when it's time to play. Time to let loose. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Be yourself. And that's where it really comes from understanding, you know, what do I like doing? When, when am I able to do it? And how am I able to do it in a very healthy, balanced way? Mm. Now, again, in this Western culture, it's so hard to do this and find this right imbalance because we usually identify with a certain title and then just inherent 
inherent traits that that identity brings on to us. So I'll give you an example. As an entrepreneur, we usually inherit that trait of, you know, we need to be reading, learning. We need to be listening to podcasts, working, networking. Yet we don't stop to ask, do I like this? Do I like doing all these things? Do I enjoy getting up in the gym every morning? Do I enjoy waking up at 4.30? Do I enjoy excessively working and reading and trying to succeed? Sometimes you'll find the answer is yes. Sure, by all means. I enjoy reading about nutrition, the field I'm in. But because of my self-driven, overworked personality took control, you know, I also forgot I like to read books about happiness or spirituality, personal development, life. So again, I really stopped to pivot and tried to implement this right imbalance into my life. I stopped and started reading more personal development, spirituality books. And it's okay to work on yourself. It's okay to give yourself happiness. It's okay to be a little selfish. It's okay. It's essential on your journey because sometimes you just need a break. Sometimes you really just need to lift your vibe. Sometimes you really just don't have it in you to get after another long day of work and progressing and doing all these things that society tells you to do. Which is why I always, this whole element of fasting, not just from food, but from everything. You know, again, I'm fasting for my business. You bring us new energy when you get back into it. I'm excited to get home and start working on blogs and more podcasts and more web design and more ads to help people. You bring this new energy back into what you have left. So again, take that step back, take that break, recalibrate and recenter with who you are, what you like. And then you're going to truly see what you're doing wrong in your lives and you're going to be able to make the correct adjustments to get you back on your path. Now, again, on this topic, I want to read another passage right out of the pages of Robin's book. So I'm going to read it right, right, right from the page. Okay. He says, it's far too easy to spend a life, an entire existence, climbing a series of mountains only to realize that we scaled the wrong ones by being busy, being busy by being addicted to distractions and seduced by diversions that give us a false sense of progress, yet in reality steal the most valuable hours and our most precious days. By the hypnotic allure of filling our lives with new items and activities that our culture sells as the authentic measure of success, when in truth they are as spiritually as satisfying as a quick trip to the nearest shopping mall. Mm, mm, Think about that. Think about that for a second. And then to just double down on this whole philosophy that we're under right now, Norman Cousins said, the great tragedy of life is not death, but what we allow to die inside of us while we live. Another great, another great quote I picked up from Robin again. So thank you, my man, for that beautiful quote. So now you're probably asking, Matt, what does this look like? How do I break free from this way of living? How do I find this right imbalance? How do I start living the life I truly want to live? And you want the answer? It's going to be very simple and I want you to listen very closely and do not miss what I'm about to say. Just do what makes you happy. Just do what makes you happy. Oh my goodness, it's so simple yet do you do it? Do you do things that make you happy? Do you leave room for spontaneity and leniency in your life? You know, if you're jam-packing your schedule with things you think you need to do because of the identity that you've been kind of persuaded into, Or because of the false reality that you're chasing. If you're constantly jam-packing the schedule with errands, I need to clean this, organize that, work on this. You're leaving no room for the universe to deliver to you what it is you want most in life. 
You're not going to... Your energies and manifestations, they can't flow easier. It's like trying to build a dam in the middle of the river, hoping that the water will still flow to the other side. Right? You need... you Again, this is the right imbalance. You have no resistance. Just be flowy. Be with the flow. Take what comes as it comes. Take what goes as it goes. And soon over time, you're going to start feeling this sense of freeness, this lightheartedness, this... A new energy coming in, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Now, on this topic of being so, doing things that make you happy, I work at a web design firm too. I'm still working during my think week because again, we all got to work. I understand there's some give and take about the right imbalance. Mm. See, there it is again. I work, I'm working on a recent project and what we have to do is go back all over all of the websites and clients that we currently do. And we specialize in childcare education. So I'm seeing hundreds and hundreds of pictures of young kids. And as I'm going through all these websites, I started to notice one thing that all these kids in the pictures had in common. And do you know what that was? They were so damn happy. They're so damn happy. They're just having a ball. It doesn't matter what kind of day it is. Their, their smile is just full of radiance and light and energy. And I'm going, ah. Man, I wish I can have that. And you're probably thinking the same thing. But then again, this comes from understanding we can learn a lot from kids, right? They're present. They don't think about the past or what's next. They don't think about they should have said this or they should have said that. They don't worry about homework for the next day. No, the sandcastle in front of them is the only thing in the world that matters. That macaroni and hot dog dinner in front of them, that's all that's on their mind until that bowl is done. And then they're going to tackle the moment next. They're so present. And that's one thing we can really learn from kids. Because do you want to know how not in the moment we are as we grow older and start kind of getting hypnotized into this hustle and bustle culture? I was having breakfast with somebody the other day. I was having breakfast. 8 a.m. Probably 8 in the morning. As we're eating breakfast, they asked me, so Matt, what are we, what are we doing for dinner? I go, dinner? I go, it's not even lunch. We're still having breakfast. We're thinking about 15 hours or 12 hours in advance and we're not even enjoying this beautiful food that we have right in front of us. Now, let's go a layer deeper. If this sounds like you, because this this truly, truly threw, threw me a, a curveball in life. This is how not in the moment I was. When I eat, I already have the next bite of food on my fork before I finish my current bite. Think about that. We are so eager to get to the next thing and worried about the next thing that we can't even enjoy what we have literally in our mouth right now, literally on our plate right now, metaphorically and literally. Now, here's the other thing about kids. They do what they want, what feels great. What They do it all without caring about judgment. Right? They want to dance in the rain, they're going to dance in the rain. They want to put rain boots on when it's 45 degrees out, they're going to put rain boots on because that's what they want to do today. They're having fun. They're having fun. They find the joy and wonder in literally anything that they do. Again, I'm going to reference a real-life example. When I was doing one of the clients, I came across this science page on one of the websites. And there was a picture of these kids around this baking soda or paper mache volcano. And you can literally see these kids lit up with excitement and enthusiasm and awe. They're going, oh, this is so cool. But to us adults, we, we tune that out. Ah, it's just it's just whatever. Ah, it's just a volcano. See, but kids live like there's no tomorrow. And as adults, we forget that sense of wonder and optimism and youthfulness and happiness. 
And that's where I believe so much of our boredom and feeling of stagnation and fatigue and unhappiness really come from. Again, we're not feeding our soul as adults. We're feeding our ego from a place of lack and scarcity and unworthiness to keep up with the superficialities of our culture. Kids don't do that. No, no, no. They don't like it. They're going to make it known and they're going to do what they want anyways. You ever seen a kid cry at the grocery store because he's not getting the candy bar? See, as adults, we just comply. We just go with the flow because that's what we're told to do. Now, this whole notion of being told what to do and kind of forgetting who we truly are and what we truly want to be in life reminds me of a story I once heard. I can't remember where I heard it, but whoever told it to me, thank you for imparting this wisdom onto my life. It was a story about a teacher asking kids what they wanted to be in class. Now, the kids are probably about six or seven years old, so they're young. And the doctor goes up to the board and puts all these professions up on the board. You got doctor, astronaut, dancer, you name it. All the professions that we currently see. Now, the exercise she told the kids was, get up, go ahead and pick which career you want to do in life. Now, all the kids went up. They all picked one by one what they wanted to do, and then they went and sat back down. Now, as the teacher was going around the classroom, what do you want to be? What do you want to be? What do you want to be? Kids, one after another, oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a vet. I want to be an astronaut, and on and on and on, until they get to this one child. And she goes, what do you want to be? What do you want to be when you grow up? The child looks at her and goes, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. From a young age, we're, we're told that we need to do certain things without the question of, will this bring you happiness? Will this bring you fulfillment? Will this bring you enjoyment out of life? Or are you just picking something because that's what the teacher put on the board? Think about it. Think about it. Oh my God, I want to yell, but I'm outside right now. I can't do it. Um, but yeah, again, we're along this journey, we grow. And as we grow, it suddenly seems like we're living life, yet we're not really alive. We're chasing these false senses of happiness that we think is the absolute means to a lifelong, of lifelong happiness. Again, it's because we're taught from a young age that we don't even clarify what it is we truly want, who it is we truly want to be, how we truly want to show up. And again, we're not like the kids. We're not present in our lives chasing these things. We're so in our heads on autopilot trying to attain this false sense of happiness and fulfillment again through money and fame, material things and job titles because that's what society tells us is important. That's what society tells us is the right way. But until we think about it, we're always going to be sucked into it. Now, again, I want to reference Ariana Huffington's book, Thrive, because she uses dogs as an example for an answer to our situation or our situation around this. Now, again, right out of the pages of Thrive, she says, dogs, always in the moment, sticking their noses into everything, literally. They see a world that we take for granted. One word just usually so hurriedly passing through on our way to live lives we never quite reach. Mm, I know, I know. See, we can learn a lot from dogs and children. They can show us it's okay to be happy. We can let ourselves feel happiness. They show us how to be happy. They show us how to have fun and play, how to love and explore, how to be present with one thing. We're never present. We're always thinking about future things or things from our past. Now, this is why I invite you to play like a child, wonder like a child, do the things and live like there's no tomorrow just as a child sees the world through their lens. Now again, this is going to look different for everyone, so don't think you're doing happiness wrong. Some like to paint, some like to cook, some like to bike. Whatever lights you up, whatever makes you feel alive, 
and brings you happiness, do that. Do that. Just do what makes you happy. It's such a simple piece of advice. I know you're probably saying, Matt, it's not that simple. But do you do it? Do you make an app? an active effort to do the things that make you happy every day? If the answer is no, you cannot tell me with certainty that you have not made the effort or that you have made the effort. Because if you're not doing that, chances are your happiness may be just on a little low burner, a low flame. But instead, when you start doing all these things that light you up and bring you happiness, that flame becomes ignited. You're putting more fuel on that fire. Simple, simple yet effective. Now, if you don't even know what brings you happiness anymore, you're not in trouble. You're thinking, my God, I don't even know. It's been so long since I've let myself have fun or do the things I want to do. Don't worry about it. You actually have the greatest opportunity, and I will tell you why. You have the opportunity to discover yourself again through new activities. The opportunity to try new things and see what you like. Some you're going to like, sure. Some you're you're not going to like. You're going to say, that actually kind of sucked, but... That's the beauty behind it. But you can't expect to find happiness and joy in your days if you don't change the current activities you're doing now. That's why I ask you today, stop feeding your ego and start feeding your soul. Mm, 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 mm. All right, so now to wrap up, I really want to touch on the point that we think we're doing happiness wrong, that we're doing life quote-unquote wrong. Society tells you there's one way to do things. Like, you need a gratitude journal every day. It becomes obligatory. You're not inspired to go and write down the journal. You're just doing it because you have to. Right? That's what society tells you you need to do. Okay, I got to do it. Now, I want to bring to light another study. can't remember where I read it, but I know the story. It's very powerful. They took a bunch of kids from a classroom who loved art. They just loved it. They loved getting their hands messy. They loved creating. They loved being spontaneous in their creation now what they actually did was they took kids halfway through the study and started to pay them for every drawing that they made getting paid oh my goodness i'm getting paid for what i love doing sounds awesome let me do that can't wait but it actually turned out that those kids that received payment for their drawings actually reported liking drawing less they didn't like doing it anymore they didn't find the same passion and creativity and ingenuity that they previously had when they weren't getting paid. And the answer, why? Why they? Why did they not like it anymore? It's because they're obliged to do it. They have to do it in order to receive payment. You're not inspired or they're not doing it their way anymore. They're literally doing it to get a result. They lost touch of themselves. They're literally just there to get the paycheck and go home. Now, again, this, this trickles into every area of our life. And one of the biggest ways is there's only one way to health. And there's only one way to self-care. But everybody is different. right? You don't need to journal. You don't need to go to the gym. You don't need to med- meditate. If you don't resonate with these, with these activities, don't do them. Don't feel that you have to like something because others are telling you you need to like them. Look, there's more than one way to do this. Okay, So I'll give you an example. Maybe you hate meditation, you can't stand it, you think it's wooey, you think it's boring, and you think it's uncomfortable, right? There's better things to do in your day than just kind of sit quietly for 15 minutes. I get it. Look, if you're somebody who loves to go in your backyard and turn on music with a coffee and relax, do that. Both of these activities are designed to help you relax. 
they're designed to bring you the sense of peace and comfort and ease. So why is one way correct and one way is not? Right? Society tells you to meditate, which is why you might feel forced to do it, even if you don't like to. But hey, if you would rather zen out in your backyard with some coffee and music, do that. Do that. Please do that. Oh my goodness. Meditation is one example for so many areas in life. And again, think where you're feeling you're getting forced into something you don't want to or not that you don't like doing and think about how you like to get the same result using a different activity. And again, just swap those activities in and out. See what transformation brings into your life. Now, another big example, this is so prevalent and I see it all the time on my social feed because, I, again, I'm in the fitness industry. Another example around getting healthy or being successful is our society promotes getting in the gym. You need to get in the gym to be slim. You need to get up early to exercise. You need to be motivated so you start getting in the gym. How about instead of, you know, we start working out for mental health rather than looking slim? How about, you know, we work out and we hit the bench press because, you know, we just want to be moving our body instead of just getting jacked. It's such a simple shift in perspective, but we're so conditioned in our generation to believe there's only one way to do things and that we are supposed to do it. Now, this brings us back full circle. This is why we lose ourselves. This is where we disconnect from our true passions and joys and inspiration. We become sad, lonely, and depressed, chasing these false realities and lives everyone is promoting as the one path towards a lifetime of happiness. We're feeding the ego, not the soul. We're in the scarcity-driven mindset, not the abundance mindset. Which is why today I'm going to leave you with some actual actionable advice that can give you instant clarity about who you want to be, how you want to show up, and discovering how you, not anyone else, you really want to spend a limited time in your life to make that life one you enjoy living. So now I ask this question to a lot of people in my life. And again, if you're listening and you know me personally, I probably ask you this question. So now I'm going to paint you a picture and I want you to listen closely. Imagine you're face to face to somebody in your room. You're alone, just you two. And that person you're looking at is death. And death looks at you and says, I'm giving you seven days on this planet from this minute on. How would you spend those seven days? How would you spend those seven days? And that, oh, that is a powerful question. And that is a really good date question. If you guys really want to get the conversation started, FYI. Um, but this really, really puts things into clarity for you in an instant fast. Now I'll read you exactly what I wrote down when I asked myself the same question. Now, here's what I wrote down. I'm, I'm literally reading this from my journal. I said, I'd be out in nature, being active, watching the sunset, watching the sunrise, be moving my body. I'd be cooking extravagant meals filled with flavor and culture and diversity and spectacular company. I'd play music that makes me feel and tugs me by the heartstrings. And I would fill my days with, with the best company in the world. Now, do you notice anything specific about what I wrote down? It's not the expensive trips. It's not the new Nike kicks. It's not the business empire I'm looking to build. Life's finest treasures live in its simplest moments. Again, another quote from Robin Sharma. Thank you again for that insight, Robin. Life's finest treasures don't, they're not in those extravagant trips. They're not in those business empires. They're not in all those flashy things that we're working so hard and told to work towards. Again, it's the simple things, a good meal, a good conversation with a friend, 
Now, my question to you on top of the one I just asked you, when you think of yours and you write down all the things that you wish to fill your last seven days with, I want you to think about what is stopping you from doing all those things right now? What's in your way? What are you waiting for? And you're going to find a lot of the times there's not an answer. You know, you can't think of a justified reason for why you're not doing it now. Now, I'll tell you, if you don't do it now, if you don't fill your days with the things that you write down on those pages today, I guarantee you will not do it in the future. I guarantee it. I said the same thing when I was starting Revive. We started a while back. We first launched with clothing. If you knew me back then, we launched as a clothing company. I said, once I launch my clothes, I'm going to be okay. I can chill. I can start doing things that bring me joy and happiness again. But all of a sudden, that wasn't the case anymore. It happened. I said, when I make 10K, then I'll be able to rest and relax. Then I said, when I create, finish creating my fat loss program, the Revive Effect, then that's when I can relax. Then I said, no, I need to enroll 5,000 members and on and on and on. And you can see my point here. It's never going to stop. It'll never going to stop until you interject and start doing the things that make you happy today and the things that you would wish to fill your days with and enrich your soul's journey on this planet. Look, you want to know how to find instant clarity in your life? Ask yourself, how would you spend your last seven days? Fill your life with that. You'll find those things that you're most likely able to do right now. And you're going to almost notice an immediate shift in your mood, your energy, and your vibration, your relationships, happiness, every element that makes up your life. Look, you can spend your whole life waiting for the right time. But please, I beg you, don't spend all of your days in the waiting room of your life. Take control of your mental well-being, your happiness, your life today. Your future self will thank you a million times over. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so glad you stuck around to the end and I'm so grateful that you took the opportunity and your time to spend it here with me at The Revive Effect. So if you like what you heard today, please, I ask that you share this podcast with somebody who needs to hear the information or even if you did like it, please subscribe, give us a like, give us a comment, even email us and tell us what you liked about the podcast. We appreciate you so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard today, again, Don't be afraid to visit our website, R-V-I-V-E official, reviveofficial.ca to learn more and keep up with all the latest and greatest things that we are doing today. If you are someone who is feeling insecure, they're unhappy, unhealthy, and stuck in fear, I've created the Revive Effect and my company Revive in order to transform you into somebody who is the fitter, healthier, happier you, who is more confident than they've ever been in their entire lives and who's driven and hungry for growth every day and actually wakes up energized and happy. So give a look over to our website because that's where you're going to find all the latest and greatest information and tools and resources in order for you to attain that and make that vision of yours a reality. So I'm Matt Celestio. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you in a couple weeks here on the Revive Effect podcast.